All right, everybody. We got Maddie B back uh, after a one-game absence. Absence. He's back for episode six of the No Notes podcast. And I just want to say, look at the quality. Look at the quality of his <laughs> camera. <laughs> we, we were talking about it right before we, we filmed, but like, and the sound is, is way better too. But yeah, we're excited to, to get into this. He's uh, he's back and he's ready to ready to go. Uh, he's had a busy day, but he's been able to make some time for the podcast. So we're keeping this going. Episode six, uh, as I said, and we're going to talk a little bit about the interview of that Draymond Green has. He started his own uh, show called Chips. And there's been a lot of uh, talk about that because he talked with Kevin Durant on Wednesday, they had an interview and there's like a particular part, which is probably what everyone is, what cares about the most in terms of being a basketball fan is their argument and what they Mm -hmm. said. So we're going to dive into that. We're also going to discuss the, uh, I just think it's kind of funny, but uh, the LeBron James getting zero votes as the best player next season in the league and talk a little bit about that. And I figured we could pick our best players in the league next year, like maybe our top five, that'd be pretty, pretty good. And then, uh, the, uh, I guess, can, you know, the more it's, it's getting more traction, but the, uh, this one is very interesting, but the ACC big 10 impact of alliance that mm. is in the works, uh, really in response to the sec, especially in football, which has become a huge powerhouse. And so, diving more into that and our thoughts on it and then how that would all work out. Cause that's pretty, it seems, you know, logistically pretty tough to, to do, to come, you know, kind of align three conferences like that. So we'll, we'll dive more into that. Uh, you're, you know, Matty B, you're a, a big college football fan. So this will be something I feel like you've got a good opinion on. Um, and so, yeah, but we'll jump into the KD and Draymond little interview that they had. Um, so, they, I mean, they talked, you know, it was like, it was 24 minutes and I watched it all. I, I don't know if you've watched it all. I would assume you probably have. It's, it's, a, it's a pretty good episode and it's, they definitely, like, I, I thought that they did good in the interview. Um, there was no moderator there. And obviously with what happened in the past with them, I thought that they did a pretty good job of, you know, staying professional and it wasn't really awkward at all in my eyes. Now, what we're about to dive into, it might be a little awkward in terms of, you know, how, you know, you know what I'm getting at, but I mm-hmm. personally, I thought it was, yeah, I thought it was a good interview and um, I kind of wish I got a little more, I, I guess I can understand, like, uh, they didn't want to, you know, make it too personal or anything, but I feel like there could have been a little more talk. Uh, in terms of like really gutting it all out, but maybe that'd be better when they're like retired and not playing anymore. But yeah, and I think also might be better to do it when it's behind closed doors, right? You know not, what I'm saying? Not public like that. Yeah, and, I mean they, I they could have talked. They, they could have done more like about a, it. what's it called? Like you know, like Pippen and Jordan. Yeah. Whenever they kind of aired it out, but I think what they gave us was pretty good, though. They you know? they could have talked more about it off camera. I mean, mm-hmm. we don't we don't know like. uh yeah, so we'll we'll jump into. I've got the full interview pulled up on the words, but obviously the the main topic is the argument uh, in 2018 against the Clippers, which kind of was a little bit of team turmoil turmoil in a sense. 
it wasn't like team destroying, but it definitely was, you know, it did create a sour taste in terms of, especially KD's mouth. And as he talked about, uh, it did play a part in him leaving, but it wasn't necessarily Draymond, like what he said to him is what made him leave. It's how it was all handled and approached. And he thought, uh, Katie thought that was really weird. And that was one of the main reasons why he left. And obviously getting into the main point of it, they, they both blamed the Warriors for how the argument, you know, kind of how it was approached, how it was handled. I mean, the argument itself was between those two, but the aftermath of it, uh, they blamed the Warriors and they think that they're the ones who made it, messed it up and made it, you know, awkward in a sense and just, I personally, yeah, I'll let you kind of go first on your thoughts on them saying that, and then I'll, I'll jump okay. to my opinions, but that's pretty much yeah. the take of the, the interview. That's that's the main section, for sure. And I think you said, what, it was it was 2018, right? Yeah, it was it was beginning of KD's last season. It was like the first month, November, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, so for me, I was on my mission, so I don't yeah. really know too much of what went down because I was gone, and so I, I, I can explain the actual well, uh, fight to you, like if you want. I know the the details. Well, I mean, like they talked about it. I mean, you can tell me, but like from what I heard, you know, from the interview, it was kind of like Steve Kerr and right and Bob kind Myers, of, right? Yeah, I think. Um, like I said, don't know all the specifics of the fight. Obviously, you do, and you can get to that por- portion right. of it, like when you do your analysis. But um, for me, you know, I don't know if this is a like in the moment if it really was Steve Kerr and them. Like I would like to believe what they're saying is the truth, but sometimes it is easier like to look back and put blame on someone else rather than own up to it. You know, but right. when it comes to it, I mean, Katie and Draymond just played on the USA team together. They've done a lot of other things together. So to me, I feel like we all have arguments and people move past it. Like like you and I sometimes argue about calls that we make when we play 1v1, right? right? But never do we let it boil over to where it affects our decisions one way or the other. And so I would like to believe that what they said is true, um, KD and Draymond. And the thing is, too, is I've never been a big Steve Kerr fan just because he was the GM for the Suns for a little bit. Yeah, he was. And, and he kind of screwed them over a little bit, um, like letting Joe Johnson go uh, walk. That was actually that before line. he got there. He was before, there from 07 to though, 10. 07 to 10, yes. But he he let D'Antoni walk. He did. Much, which was dumb. And then he didn't want to pay a couple people some money that they were supposed to get. And so they let them walk. Um, and kind of, I mean, think about it, right? 2010, he leaves. And then there's nothing. There's no playoffs for the Suns until 2021, right? And so some might say, oh, he's a great GM. But to me, what I think is like, oh, he hit the right time. It's, well, he hit the right time because he knew what he was doing was wrong. And so he just left and said, have someone else like kind of fix it, right? And so that's kind of why I don't really like Steve Kerr. And I don't really think he's that good of a coach. I think it's just lucky that he had. Steph and Clay and Draymond and do all that kind of stuff. Because, I mean, look at Luke Walton. He's really good. And now since he's been on the Lakers and the Kings, they haven't done much, right? Granted, the, the talent of the Kings and the Lakers at the time of his tenure weren't as good as, you know, as, you know, the Warriors. Um, 
but I thought it was good insight. And I think it really goes to show like kind of who that person is. Cause we know like, like, like we know about like Jordan and what he does as an owner. Right. And we, and we know what Steve Kerr is as the analyst. Right. But we want to see him as a coach and what happens. And I think right there that shows between KD and Draymond is that they made it a bigger deal than what it had to be. And I necessarily don't right. like that. I mean, granted, I wasn't here for all of that fallout drama, so I can't really comment on that. I can only comment on the interview, and that's kind of what I got from that. And, I mean, and these are feelings that I've had about Steve Kerr for a long time, and so I almost feel vindicated that KD and Draymond kind of came together and said it was Steve Kerr because I feel like, I mean, after, like, I mean, that summer, like, Steve Nash left the Lakers. Amari Stoudemire went to the Knicks. I mean, it just felt like everyone kind of left. And it felt like the common denominator was him. So I think it was good that we heard about like what happened. Um, and it'll be interesting to see if like Steve Kerr comments on it or not. And I think that, that that's what will be like if he'll do it in-house and talk to Draymond on the side or address something. Because, you know, losing someone like KD is really hard, you know, for an organization. I mean – Granted, he was coming off an injury, which, you know, really stinks. But, I mean, if you have Katie and Steph this year, especially this year with all the injuries, I would say a healthy Katie and Steph probably make it to the Western Conference Finals, maybe the NBA Finals, you know? So, I mean, that's a that's an altering type of, like, situation that happened to that um, organization and to Katie as well. So, those are kind of my thoughts and opinion on it. Yeah, so I'll tell you the the actual fight, what happened in 2018. It was, I mean, Draymond's a very fiery player, you know, a lot of passion. And him and this isn't like the first time him and Katie had gotten into it a little bit on the court, but this was definitely the worst one, like in terms of like the degree of the fight. It was um the Clippers, okay, the Warriors had the ball as a tie game, and they got the, the defensive rebound with, like, six seconds left, five seconds. They are coming up the court, and Draymond was pushing it, but Kevin Durant wanted the ball, and Draymond didn't pass it to him, you know, like, because he would have stride coming up the court, and Draymond didn't pass it to mm-hmm. him, and Kevin Durant got re- – and Draymond ended up, like, either turning it over or shooting a really tough shot, something like that, and KD got oh, I've seen really – tough shot. Yeah. KD got I've, really I've upset in the huddle. And he, he was the one who first went to Draymond, and Draymond obviously didn't take lightly to it. And so they got into it in the huddle. They obviously were able to get calmed down, so they had to go to OT. They ended up losing an OT. And then after the game, in the locker rooms, I guess, mm-hmm. when it spilled over, and they were very upset at each other and, you know, yelling and stuff like that. And so that's the argument. Uh, I guess it was – I don't obviously know the argument itself. I heard it was pretty intense, though. Like, it was mm-hmm. a lot of, you know – a lot of stuff was said. And then as you know, in the interview, in terms of the Steve Kerr and stuff, like uh, he didn't, they didn't like how Steve Kerr said it wasn't a big deal per se, because they were like, Kevin, at least Kevin Durant was like, in my eyes, it was a big deal. Like, you know, we needed to handle this as a team and, you know, like it, we didn't feel like we really did that. And so, I mean, I don't know if I can blame it all on Steve Kerr, uh, I think Steve Kerr is an okay coach. I know you don't think he's a great coach. I don't Mm -hmm. think he's that bad. Um, I don't know like his personality or stuff like that in terms of, but he does seem like someone who kind of 
wants to just like not get involved in drama, trouble, stuff like that. And so I'm not surprised like that he, when they're saying this, that he was like saying it's not a big deal and stuff like that. I'm not surprised that's the approach he would say or go with. Mm -hmm. I, I think that's how Steve Kerr is. And then, um, Obviously, they, uh, I think it was the GM, you know, Bob Myers made Draymond. It was like, you need to apologize. They both, I guess, said, you need to apologize. And he was like, no. Like, I, I can understand why. I don't know. It's it's weird. This I'm so, like, conflicted internally. Because, like, I understand they just wanted him to say sorry. I don't know if it was that far. Um, I think suspending him might have been too far. And that's when Draymond... You know, he talked about the interview. He was like, I could, you know, laugh at you. I could curse you out, blah, blah, blah. Because he was like, mm -hmm. the only people that can fix this are me and KD. But I don't mm -hmm. necessarily think them telling him to apologize is like, I know like that much of a reaction from Draymond. And that, a lot of comments yeah. were saying like Draymond is, he just can't accept uh, what he's done wrong. Um, you know, he doesn't want to apologize, which we don't know if he apologized to KD personally. They didn't say, I'm assuming they did. For them to be on terms like that but i i don't necessarily think them telling him to apologize is really like that at least that specific part is really them in the wrong because they just want to like i i guess you know they know draymond better than than like you know obviously we ever will and if like if i was a gm or a teammate you know i'd probably be like hey you two need to work this out blah 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 yeah. i guess i guess i can see why draymond was like you don't tell me what to do, you know, I would handle this myself, but like, I don't necessarily think that they're, that's, it's that wrong in a sense. Cause they just wanted to, you know, to be like, we need to get this worked out, blah, blah, blah. Um, of course we don't know the full extent. That's just from what I know. Um, and so, yeah, it's, I still feel like, yeah, it's weird because it's also like when Draymond's saying this and he still, you know, plays for the Warriors and a lot of comments were saying that too. Like he, you know, it's like, does he know he's got to go, to the Warriors next month to the same coach and same GM. And he's saying this, like, how, how is that going to go about? And you said like, they might talk about it behind closed doors. Something tr inter mm -hmm. interested to see if that leads to anything, but yeah, it's, I think it's, it's there. I think like I could see what they were saying. I can understand that, but I do think that Draymond was a little bit in the wrong in terms of how, he's kind of called them out like this in a sense. Mm -hmm. um, Cause I really don't think, I don't know. I, I mean, I don't personally know, but I, especially the saying, sorry, you need to apologize. I don't really know if that's, you know, like who, who said that the organization or the GM and the... Steve Kerr, I think is what they said in the interview. Draymond said is they told Draymond mm -hmm. he needs to apologize. Um, mm. But I mean, of course, like, I don't think Jerry was, was really upset too. I don't think he was having it. So I don't know. Like I said, I do think he ended up apologizing to KD at some time. I just don't know when mm -hmm. or whatever they'd say, I, like I said, but I just, he seemed to have an overreaction to that. But of course we don't know the full details. If it's just based on what they said, I think that's a, personally an overreaction. And so that's just my personal thoughts on it. And it's, it's, it's just weird that you'd say that when you're still on that team, unless they've all cleared the air and the GM and Steve Kerr already know Draymond has like been like, this was your fault, honestly, in my opinion. And like, that's mm -hmm. all clear. It's just really, 
I don't really know why you'd say that when you still play for that team and the same coach, you know, it's, and of course it's, it has been almost three years ago. So time heals and it's, you know, it's, you don't want to sit on the past too much, but it's just, I still had a kind of this weird taste from the interview, at least that certain part. The rest of the interview was really, really good though. But that like part, I just was, it was weird. Um, yeah. I mean, in a sense. What, I, what I can say is, I don't like it when then when anyone ever tells me to tell another person I'm there I'm sorry. Right. Because like to me, sorry means that you actually mean it and like you've thought about it and stuff. And I think it should be an individual's choice, not someone else's, you know? Yeah. And that's you know where what? I think I can understand that. And I think for me, like with Draymond, like if he has a full steam of 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 you know a full head of steam, he's made big shots before. Why should he have to pass to kd you know like we all make mistakes do i think kd should have been as upset as he was i don't think so but i can understand because would i rather have kd shoot or draymond for a last second shot i'm gonna go with kd like 99 out of 100 times unless draymond is not like the rim like you, you know what i'm saying but I- I think but it boiled over from the past, and that's why maybe from like their yeah. kind of past runs, and that's why Katie eventually maybe kind of lost it there and got super upset like he did. But yeah. continue. And I do know that Draymond does get under people's skin a lot, and maybe that has to do with some of it too. But at the end of the day, I agree with Draymond saying that it should be between him and KD to figure it out. Yeah, I do too. Because definitely. I because like whenever like you know our friends have issues, or let's say you and I had issues. I wouldn't want any of my friends or anyone outside to be like, Hey, you need to fix this with Charles. Like I'd want to do it on my own, you know, because we have our own relationship and we know what's best for us and that kind of thing. And so I agree with him on that part, but when it comes to coming in to the, uh, you know, locker room into the organization the next month for, you know, workouts and stuff, I think it'll be fine. I think they will take it behind closed doors and say, Hey, like we understand you're upset, you know, we're really sorry this happened, but try like before you do an interview like this, please like tell us maybe before or do something. But I mean, that's just a little hard, but it's Draymond. He probably doesn't care. And he's just going to be like, okay, whatever. And keep doing what Draymond green does. So I really don't think it's really going to make that much of a difference. I think maybe we might all be reading into it too much. Um, but that's just my opinion on that. I, yeah, I I can agree to that, definitely. I just think it's, like, of course it was the interview. I, I just, it's like, it was so long ago, you know, like, to, for them to still, like, bring that up. And I, I personally think from the interview itself that they didn't really get into, and like I said, they might want to keep it personal behind closed doors. They didn't really get into, like, their those two talking about it and, like, they're, like, the actual play and the actual fight and stuff. They didn't mention like any of that. It's just when it got brought up. Well, the question was, did that impact your decision? Mm-hmm. Which I'm surprised that like Draymond might not know that answer. He might've already kind of known, just would have been for the show, but like, mm-hmm. the, and then Katie just said, no, you know, blah, blah, organization. That's like all they talked about. They didn't really talk about the argument itself, which I kind of wish they touched on more, but of course, yeah. you know, it's up to, you know, them how personal they want to be. They might not have wanted to, you know, so I can respect that. I just wish as, you know, a watcher, a listener that they had touched on it more just to get a little more sense. And like the days after, like what they more like, you know, how they, what they thought of each other and like 
you know, what was going through their heads, but, you know, they didn't mention any of that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, it's, it's just something to, you know, sports world's a little dry. It's just a little something to stir in the pot, I think, in the long run. Um, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't really, like I said, it's just, it's nothing too controversial. It's not like he said something super bad at the organization, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's really just something for the media to latch on to. And a lot of the comments definitely are opinionated. Uh, a lot of them are supporting the, you know, them. And then a lot of them are like St. Draymond Green can't accept an apology. A lot of them were also, some of them were saying stuff about KD, um, mm-hmm. how he still can't accept, you know, the apology or can't accept what happened, blah, 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 which they, I don't know how you get that necessarily. There's no, yeah. But yeah, it's when you read comments on stuff like that, it, it's just like, it's a whole mixed bag. It, really uh shows a lot of uh different sides of a lot of different opinions that people have yeah oh there is actually one more thing i do want to mention about the interview uh mm-hmm. i know that it was just between them and stuff but like i am a little and i saw this from Stephen a smith which is which brought up a good point i was like yeah maybe that is true i'm surprised i didn't mention steph once you know in it at all mm-hmm. because like he you know was the you know kind of the star uh, he kind of still, he is like the Golden State star. And of course, when KD got there, uh, he had some great finals performances, but it always still felt like Steph's team. And I remember hearing a rumor that's one of the reasons why he wanted to leave as well, because it still felt like Steph's team, not KD's. I don't know if that's true. Mm-hmm. That was like two years ago. So I'm just a, a little weird, uh, surprised. I may just mention his name once in any of the topics, but you know, I mean, that's not I like mean, a, that's not a big thing. I'm just, I'm just curious more than anything. Yeah, I feel like at that point, like, I mean, think about what we do. When we do our podcast, we don't really mention any of our friends' names, even though, like, other than Sam, Sam, who did do our podcast, which we appreciate, he stepped in for me. We haven't really mentioned any of our friends, you know, then, like, some shout-outs, right? But when we do these interviews or these podcasts, it's just you and me, right? We're, we're talking to each other. We're not talking about anyone else. And so I think right. – that's also the same thing too is Draymond probably knew, okay, I'm going back to the Warriors. If I'm going to start beef with Steph, that's probably not good. Right. And I, I mean, Steph is really nice, you know, and follow him on Instagram and he just seems like a great person, great dad, you know, but at the end of the day, it's not about Steph. It's about KD and Draymond. So I was fine without, with not having yeah. any Steph talk, but that was me personally, you know, and, but I, I think, it, I think it was a good interview. <laughs> Um, but I really think that's all, that's really all that, like, you need to talk about the interview about, I think, so. Yeah, Steph and KD just, they were, like, good, they were really good, you know, great duo, but there was just something that seemed a little off about their, I'm not saying they have beef, I don't think that's true, but, you know, something just was a little just off about it, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. They still won two championships, should have won three obviously if mm-hmm. no injuries but yeah uh yeah uh before we go to the next topic charlie charlie brown kevin eric martin all right we mentioned all our friends on the podcast <laughs> <laughs> well you probably have more but yeah um all right so we will go on to now staying on the nba another thing that's honestly just more playing into the media than anything mm-hmm. i'm just using it as something for us to actually have a good discussion about for the podcast, but 
the uh the you know the scouts or i believe wasn't it yeah our executives and scouts the executives. On, the, uh, on the uh you know they, they it wasn't just best players they did a few other topics too but like mm-hmm. on their best players it was five five uh because there's 10 votes katie and Giannis. lebron didn't get a vote obviously a lot lot of uh Stuff has come from that. Uh, LeBron obviously tweeting himself, you know, as motivation. And a lot of people are like, that's ridiculous. How can you at least not have a vote? Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, yeah, I mean, there's nothing really even to talk about with that. It's more just for the media. But something to talk about, though, is uh, we can talk about our personal best top five players. Um, mm-hmm. And so I want, I'll give the floor to you uh, if you have anything to say about the uh, LeBron getting zero votes. Uh, I guess we can talk about do you agree with it or not? And then we'll go into our top five. Uh, I agree. He, you don't think yeah, so? I agree. He, I agree he gets zero votes. I All mean, right. he's the reason why I'm, I call him LeBum. I'm a Legon. That's what Skip Bayless <laughs> calls him all the time. It's Skip, I swear, undisputed Skip and Shannon. Like, I remember specifically. Uh, when the Bucks beat the Nets game seven and they talked about it, they like didn't mm. talk about the Bucks at all. They just straight talked for like, I mean, in the very, it's like Shan talks first and Skip. And like, Shan talked a little bit about them, but like mostly about like Kate, you know, because Skip's calling Katie the best player in the world. All they yeah. talked about after that was just like, first it was how Katie was this close to, to making it, which is true. It was this close. And then it was just Katie and LeBron. And they just debated about who, Blah blah blah, and then like didn't even talk I about mean, the Bucks at all, and I was like, I mean, bro, it's why, the same am I even, thing. why am I even watching this? It's the same thing when the Suns beat the Clippers, and all they talk about is the Clippers. But no, I agree, he gets zero votes, and I have reasons I, why. But what is, I, do you agree or not? I'm honestly, I love Giannis, but I'm so. I guess it makes sense because he did win the finals this year. I'm surprised he got that many votes as he did. I'm surprised he tied KD. I'm going to be honest. I really didn't. I personally think Kevin Durant is a better player. Is the best player in the world right now. I, that's my preview. Oh, better than Giannis. So first off, I'm surprised Giannis actually tied him in votes. But it makes sense because he did win the finals. You know, let his team, blah, blah, blah. But I don't know. Like, LeBron was playing really good before he got his ankle injury, which he could never seem to come back from, which of course he is older, very old, actually. It's surprising that I will admit the fact he can play this well at that age. And, you know, Chris Paul's kind of that in that way too, but LeBron is, you know, yeah. on a different level. The fact he can play that well at that age is already super impressive. And yeah, maybe not. I don't know. He was, wasn't he, uh, Maybe like top three for MVP before his ankle injury. Honestly, I think he was. Um, I think so. I how mean, about I tell you? How about I convince you why he convinced me on the vote? How about I should do that? You ready? Sure. Okay. Go so for it, honestly. the category the category was best player right now, right? Right. Right. Okay. And so here's what you do: whenever it's right now, you take away all the accomplishments that everyone has done, and you look at it right now. Right now. Mm-hmm. Right now, would you rather have KD or LeBron? People would say KD. Right now, would you rather have Giannis or LeBron? And I would say Giannis. And it's not because LeBron isn't good. LeBron is good, but we're mm-hmm. looking at right now, right? KD is 31. 
he's young, young-ish, right? But Giannis is what, 25, 26? He is. He's 26. Right? He's 26. 26, right? So right now, I'd rather have those two guys over LeBron, and it's best player right now. Guess who got bounced the first round? LeBron. He LeBron. Did. Guess who? Guess who bounced KD? Giannis. But Giannis had more pieces to work with than KD whenever they played, and KD still almost beat the Bucks by himself. Granted, he did have help. It takes team, but the last three games, game five, six, seven, I think what KD dropped what a fifty piece in game four or game five, then game six, close enough. Sorry, yeah, yeah, fifty piece. Then game six, he dropped what 30, 34, something like that. Yeah, they kind of got blown out though. Yeah, but then game seven dropped like forty and and this close, right? And the play that I think 47. The thing that I think that really shows why LeBron is not the best is in game six of the of the first round against the Suns, they were down by like I think it was like eight with like two minutes left, right? And this mm-hmm. is kind of like a last gasp, last gasp type thing. LeBron and them miss a shot. Phoenix goes on a run. And what does LeBron do? He does this. Hangs his head down. Most about it. Gives up. Suns yeah. go like the- down. Transition three. And he's just walking back. Right there shows me that you are not the best player. And it's not because I don't like LeBron. I, I've never been a big LeBron fan. But I know, like, Cleveland Cavalier, like, Cleveland LeBron was good. Miami Heat LeBron, no one stops him. I mean, that he yeah. – no so, one – I mean, that is just insane, right? The only player that's I know he's LeBron a great player. was LeBron. Yeah. But, I mean, going down 2-0 to the Suns, Giannis didn't hang his head. He goes, it's fine. We're good. I got this. Even KD – you know, during their series, you know, he's like, hey, we're good. I got this. And, yes, past accomplishments aside, right now, KD and Giannis are better. And so I agree with them getting all the votes because, I mean, granted, there's only 10 people voting, so it's a lot easier to not get votes. Do I think if, if all the execs voted, do I think LeBron would get a vote? Yeah, of course. But to me, I'd rather have LeBron or KD. I mean, LeBron. I'd rather have KD or Giannis over Uh-oh. LeBron. Yeah. So that's right. my well, that's my thing with that. I'll be honest. I'm not going to pick LeBron anymore. I was kind of maybe, but I'm, I'll be honest. You didn't really convince me. Your points, I understand, but it was something in my own head I thought about that convinced mm-hmm. me. So good argument, but it wasn't you. I just want to say that first. But, hey, you tried. <laughs> um, and yeah, I just – LeBron has had that one spot for so long. So – he should just be, you know, his time is like, in my opinion, why he's not number one. He's just, yeah, it's Kevin Durant is just better. And I, I realized like when I was thinking about it, I was like, wait, it's only one player, the best player. And I was like, yeah, it's not LeBron anymore. In my head when I was kind of thinking about it, I was thinking like, for some reason, I was kind of thinking like top two or three because Giannis tied Durant. But mm-hmm. I realized like, no, they were just voting for who they think the sole best player is. And it happened to be they tied. So I thought about that again. I was like, yeah, it's not LeBron. Um, Now, LeBron, I think, yeah, he's a great player. And, you know, that's like you you brought up a great point in game six. He just sometimes I question his attitude. 
mm-hmm. uh, you know, like it's, it's, it can be frustrating at times, but you know, it's, there's a lot that goes on, you know, blah, blah, blah. He's been through a lot, but still like, I sometimes question his like, just that, oomph, you know, like, and sometimes he just hangs his head and that's what he did against the Suns. And then also he was playing great until he had his ankle injury and that, you know, I, that might've affected him a little bit in the uh, series against the Suns. Uh, he, he was saying he, it was still bothering him a little bit. That might be true, but that just shows also it's just injuries are seeming, you know, hard for him to, to deal with because he is so much older and it's going to catch up with mm. him, you know, it all is. And so, also, that alone, he can't be number one because he's just, you know, 30, you know, he's 36 now. He's just injuries are going to, you know, be creeping up on him. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, I would rather, I think uh, I'll jump actually into my top five uh, now that you okay. know, we can talk about this. Um, mm-hmm. It's honestly easier to go from one to five <laughs> because like five is going to be and four are going to be hard to pick from. But one is, is Kevin Durant. And mm-hmm. two is Giannis. Mm-hmm. Three, I would have to say. Number 77. <laughs> Luca. Uh, nah. I mean, I, I will give it to LeBron just because LeBron can still do so much. Um, and he averaged, you know. Before his injury, he was averaging like 27, 7, and 7, which is so good. I mean, it's all around. Mm-hmm. He's still very dominant, even at age 36. And so give, I think giving him mm-hmm. three, it's a tough to give him three, but I still think him being top three is just an accomplishment for how old he is. So I'm going to give LeBron number three. Um, number four, this is where it gets interesting. There's so many good choices. Like, mm-hmm. You know, the MVP of this past year, Jokic. Uh, you've got Steph Curry, two-time MVP. Damian mm-hmm. Lillard. Joel Embiid was on his way to the MVP if he didn't get hurt, honestly. Luka, uh, you mm-hmm. know, it's just mm, Kawhi. Uh, you know, Kawhi's still really good. I mean, he's maybe yeah. not hasn't been as good since when he was at the Raptors when people were arguing he'd be the best. He's the best player. But mm-hmm. so many good choices. Uh, honestly, right now at number four, see, best player is like you gotta also take into account how their team, how good their team is as well. It's not just mm-hmm. stats. Um, and injuries are a part of it too. Man, this is a tough decision. I'm honestly just gonna give it though. I think only because of how good this year was I'm going to give it to the MVP Jokic mm-hmm. in terms of, you know, he won the MVP this past year. So he's fresh off that. So right now I think he's the number four player in the league and, mm-hmm. you know, he, he's just so dumb at seven foot. It, it amazes me the skill he has, but yeah, I'm going to go Jokic at four. Yeah. Devin Booker. If I, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I think he is top mm-hmm. two. He, I don't think he's top five. Um mm-hmm. If you put him at five, I will debate you on that. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> or four. Mm-hmm. If you put him there, I'm going to debate you. Um, man, this is really tough, actually. <laughs> this is a tough decision. You're, you're probably sitting over there thinking, ah, oh, this is easy. I got my top five easy in my head. I I'm honestly going to go with, with Luca. I think, because of how 
good he is. He's just, at, and especially how young he is too. Now, of course, the Mavericks haven't made it past the first round. Um, they've had to play the Clippers both years, and the Clippers are, are good. And they kind of mm-hmm. choked, honestly, this past year. But, like, he didn't really have any help. Porzingis has, was really nowhere to be found. And so I think, of course, you know, you can't just blame it all on the team, you know. But I think if Luke had a better team around him, I think he's a great player to build around, and he can win championships. And just with how he can, you know, he's a re- good, re- great rebounder, obviously triple-double uh, threat, mm-hmm. great passer great ball handling. He just great size for the point guard position. He just knows how to use his body, his size, his uh, IQ. I, I'll just give him number five, honestly. Although I, I don't know if I, how confident I am about this. I mean, I'm decently confident, but like, there's just so many good options. Like really on There's a lot of good players. Uh, let's get into your top five. Start with number five though, for me. I just want to uh, number five. I just uh, want to hear it. Uh, you want to go one, five? Number five? Yeah. One is KD. Yeah. Two is Giannis. Yeah. Three is the Joker. Okay. Jokic I, I can for respect, me. I can respect that. Number four is Luca. Okay. And then number five is Steph. <laughs> All right. I see one key difference here between our list. One key difference, and there's no LeBron on yours, and I put him at three on mine. Yeah. Okay. Well, like, can... like we said, age is a factor, right? And right. all the guys I picked are younger than LeBron. Um, I mean, what Steph did that Warriors team? I mean, that Warriors team shouldn't shouldn't have even been in the eighth spot, if we're being honest. Right. Like with yeah, what they was... had. And and here's what I'm what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to put in, especially with those guys. Like with LeBron, because you know, what would he? What would LeBron do if it was like this, right? Right. If he was in that situation, if LeBron hurts his ankle, is he going to go back to that Warriors team? Probably not. He's mm-hmm. probably shut down. With the Mavs, is he going to go back to that Mavs team? Probably not. He's going to shut it down. And then Jokic is just better right now at his age. Giannis is just better. Katie's better. So that's why I put Luca and yeah. Steph over LeBron. Steph I have is, LeBron at six or seven. Steph and is my Steph... clear cut six. He's my clear cut six. And... Yeah. So like LeBron is probably my clear cut six. So he's out of the top five, but he's there. But I mean, the reason why LeBron, I believe, came back and did all that stuff is because he thought he was going to play with AD, who's healthy. Yeah, that's that's I mean, where that's... it comes to his mindset again. Yeah, and so that's why I can't put him in top five because here's the thing: Steph doesn't care who's around him. He's like, I'm going to play and make this team better. Right. Right. Same thing with Luca. I don't care. I'm going to make this team better. Jokic, Murray goes down. He goes, I don't care. I'm making this team better. And guess what? They were above 500 after Murray went down and everyone thought they were going to tank. You know, everyone thought they're, oh, like not, not tank, but like everyone thought that they were going to lose, you know, and not get that fourth spot. They got the third, but yeah. Or that thir- third spot. Sorry, well, third spot I will say that they, they kind of tanked against the Suns in the Western Conference semifinals. No, they didn't, t- they didn't tank, but they did get swept off, you know. They did get swept, but that's <laughs> not – I mean, Jokic – I mean, the Suns were just a bad matchup for the for the Nuggets at, the, at that time because Murray really does help them out a lot. Man, um, we, don't, we don't want to bring up that Suns run again. Uh, I really thought the Suns were going to win in five against the Bucks. I'm not kidding. I stand by that. I thought they're going to win five. I I still I am shocked too. the Bucks won in six. I did too, but you know what? It's okay 
there's always next hey, year. I mean, they have this. They have the second <laughs> but, best player on the team, right? Or on the NBA. So that's true. But that's my top five. Um, I know people are probably going to hate me because I don't have LeBron in the top five. Charlie Brown. Um, but I'm just, <laughs> I'm just going straight from like we said, right? This is our right now top five, and right yeah. now, I would take any five of those guys before LeBron. If I was a GM and all those guys were on the trade block, were free mm-hmm. agents, and they said, "Who would you sign out of these guys?" I would pick those five before LeBron. You know, it'd be pretty fun that we could do one of these days. I've been watching a lot of these videos, but, and it's on mm-hmm. 2K, which we also can't do 2K, but like we should do like a fantasy NBA draft where it's just all the players and we get randomly selected a, a team at a, at a position or a, like a, just a position and we draft like mm-hmm. a fantasy NBA team together. I think that'd be really, or like against each other, each other on the team. I think that'd be really fun. So then like, if you have like the, the fifth pick, who do you want to pick, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So we yeah. can, we, so we can do that just, one of these days. So that's just me. That, that that That's my thoughts. I know people are probably going to disagree with me, and that's okay. I'm not here to be agreed with. This is my opinion. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I mean, I don't think anyone can argue that those five guys you would rather have on your franchise for the long term compared to LeBron. Now, if you gave me Miami LeBron – Oh, he's number one, no doubt. Cleveland even LeBron with the group even. right now. Yeah, even Cleveland Braun. Right now, out of the guys, I mean, granted, that moves Curry's timetable back, right? I mean, you know, whatever, right? But if you'd say, as of right now, compared to a Miami LeBron, I would take Miami LeBron over anyone because he was just dominant, right? But right now, it's 2021. It's not 2013. So... I- I do you know, like that's the, what I'm going with. I do like the quote, though, from LeBron in terms of last year after the bubble where he thinks, and I, I can agree with him, I think he plays better, like, in terms of he's smarter. But he thinks 35-year-old LeBron, which was last year, would, would destroy 27-year-old LeBron. And obviously, 27-year-old LeBron was so dominant physically, mm-hmm. you know, just, you know, he was in his prime as an athlete, and he was great. But I do think older yeah. LeBron is definitely smarter and plays I do too. smarter. And that is, yeah. he's not obviously as dominant. He's still very athletic, but... Yes. He does play How smarter, this? so. And as much as I, like, may bash on LeBron in this podcast or anywhere else, <laughs> <laughs> if someone offered me LeBron to join my team, I would obviously take it. Right. Like, even now, if they said, hey, Lakers get Chris Paul and, like, um, I don't know, <laughs> like a Cam Johnson, right, or something, whatever, right? Girl, and I get geez. one year – and I get one year of LeBron James at 36, oh, man. I'll take it. Dude, Devin you know Booker, I mean, LeBron, DeAndre Ayton, that'd be such a good team. I mean, so that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm not trying to be that guy who bash. I mean, but like, I'm, I'm realistic. Yes, I love, oh. like, LeBron's good, but if you're talking about top five right now, he's not there. He's all, number six. All I'm saying is, man, the Lakers need, like, a Devin Booker instead of Russell Westbrook. Then, like, a Devin Booker well, who can shoot, oh, uh, That'd be, oh, really, that'd be really good. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It would be really good, but hey, <laughs> sucks to suck. We got well, him. Well, Ron should just come to more years. Ron should so. just come to Phoenix. Dude, Valley of the Sun. Chase the championship nice. with the Suns. Exactly. We're close from the Lakers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I actually do think Westbrook and LeBron will pair better. I think their chemistry is really going to be good, but I still think the weaknesses are going to eventually. Shooting. Or, we'll, we'll talk about that in another podcast. Yeah. But, yeah, um, good good topic on the NBA. Uh, 
Shout out to the, the Sacramento Kings Summer League for winning, winning the Sacramento, you know. Oh, shout out to Peyton Pritchard, you, one of the guys you mentioned as your uh, sleeper, or not sleeper, mm-hmm. but your breakthrough breakout player. Yeah. He scored 91 in that throw in game. So that was 92. Pretty, 92. 92. Okay. Yeah, that's even more hey, than, more than I, I Isaiah mean, Thomas. If, I mean, if any GMs are, you know, out there, I mean, I, I did say he was my sleeper guy. So, I mean, just, just saying. No, so, bro. You know. If any gyms are out there, you you drop thirty one in the game, hitting eight threes. <laughs> <laughs> you can just oh. be a spot up shooter. If if the team is running cold, you can get subbed in for like four minutes and stand in the corner and knock down a three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not athletic enough for that. But anyways, on to the last topic we have: college football. Um, I think this, just actually, recently I want to got... clarify oh, this. Is this yeah, only for, for football? It. Is this only for football? This alliance. I believe this is. I believe this is only for football. Okay. I believe that makes sense. I still feel like it's kind of weird. I how believe like football, basketball, in terms of like college sports, are like well, kind of different. I mean, per, I mean, perfect example: BYU. You know, yeah, go Cougs. Anyways, they're in. They're independent for football, right? But mm-hmm. then we're in the West Coast for everything. I was gonna. So, I was really gonna bring that up. <laughs> yeah, and same thing with Notre Dame, right? They're independent, but then everything else, they're ACC, which is right. like oh okay like why don't you just let them be a part of that anyways we won't get into that um but i believe what i what what's going down is they're trying to do a three league like a three league super league thing i think where they just play each other i believe that's correct like pac 12 will play big 10 and ACC schools, right? And that's just kind of like their conference schedule, correct? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, I believe is that yeah, am I, I, am I misinterpreting that? Or there's a lot of like it's still it just not, came out it's still with still like not the last like, hour. Yeah, it's right? not like conf- it's still what I'm what the the quote I'm reading is, but the substance of that agreement remains in flux. So mm-hmm. I still think it might. I probably just get approved. Stuff like that. It's got to go through all of that. And college football mm-hmm. starts next Saturday. So I don't know if it's going to be for yeah. this year. It might be for next year. No, I think they're trying to do it like the same time that Texas and Oklahoma are going to the SEC, which would be 2025. Oh, shoot. Okay. So it's, it's yeah. still oh, years away. Yeah. Um, it's, it's all going to obviously take to fruition. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the, you know, it's like, we see all these headlines and we're like, oh, shoot. But then it's like, oh, 2025. And we're like, oh, wait, that's four years away. That's like yeah, so long. Why does this even matter? But uh, mm-hmm. what – I mean, if they do this and, like, I guess it's their conference schedule, so it's not, you know, non-conference. But, like, if they do this, it's just like – it's just these two big power kind of conferences now. And, like, the power is just – Everyone should just go independent. (laughs) I don't like it. I think what should happen is I think great. As you see, get some teams. What I think is you do the either four or five (laughs) super leagues, as in like, you know, Pac 12, Big 12, ACC, Big 10, have 16 teams and all that, have them play each other, and then do a playoff. That's what I think should happen. Yeah, uh, because then you get teams like BYU who they will then now get to join conferences. But the thing is, too, is also like that American conference who's had UCF and Cincinnati, you know, they're super good, too. So to me, I think what they should do is just keep the conference the same, but add them. 
but like let's not have like like what makes them a power five conference other than oh it's the name right because when you think about it last year Cincinnati owned that game against Georgia they just lost in the very end I mean they had the lead the whole game until the fourth quarter right that means that they're a good team that means that they could play in the SEC right it means that conference the teams who played with them are really close to the other teams in the SEC or close teams in the Big Ten or close teams in Pac-12 I mean there's a lot of these teams like I know BYU plays Arizona for their opener. Arizona has been garbage the past, like, three or four years. And we can all agree BYU has been better than them. So do they deserve a Pac-12 spot over Arizona? Or is it just, like, you know, what? right? Is it just name brand? Well, so it might be the, I, uh, the big Pac-ACC at this rate. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't, I don't really know. I think, I think it's just stay as conferences – and keep going that way, but who knows? I mean, yeah, it's just them being stubborn to try and, you know, uh, be like, hey, you know, we can, you know, like the the SEC is like the big, you know, top dog. It's like this, the you know, they're fighting for like a a spot, you know, in a company, and they're like, they're combining together, like, hey, we can we can handle you guys, we can take this, but like mm-hmm. they're just it's it's. I don't know. It's just, yeah, it feels weird. And college football is great, but like it's just going to be dominated by these big conferences and stuff. And so these other conferences, you know, especially like you said, the the athletic conference is just going to, it's just like if they're going to do this, it's like you should just go independent, honestly, and just play yeah, these schools anything, and they're not. I don't know. Yeah. I, I think, I think you're right. I think if, if everyone's just like, oh, let's shoot power this, power that, why doesn't everyone just go independent? And you just schedule the teams who you want to play. Right. And yeah. Like, I mean, like if we want to see Texas versus Michigan, okay, Texas, go go play Michigan. Right. I mean, you can have those teams you want. Like, like Michigan will probably want them to say, hey, I want to play Ohio State and Michigan State every year because it's rivalry. BYU, same thing. I want to play Utah every year, but let's go get someone like, uh, you know, BYU versus Oklahoma yeah. or BYU versus, you know, LSU. Right. I mean, it just, mm-hmm. no. I agree with now, you. Now, granted, like, that's where, you know, and conferences still make sense in college. And this is just for college sports in general. Obviously, conferences make sense. They're needed. But, like, mm-hmm. it's just in terms of, you know, non-conference schedules, especially, and obviously, being a Missouri State fan of basketball, I've seen this firsthand. Uh, but, like, it's just hard to get, like, these good non-conference games, you know, because these big schools – don't really want to go up against like good, you know, smallerish schools, but could put up a fight. And like, it's always big school against big school, which is still great because it makes for good games, but that's kind of what like the conference is for, but we never get these, like not too many premier, like non-conference matchups, especially with mid majors, mid majors get like no love. And I wish that they did get more, but like these, you know, top schools are just kind of stubborn. And who I do know play. this year, I know this year Cincinnati plays Notre Dame and Indiana okay. like as a non-conference. Yeah, that's pretty good. So that's good, you know, but that's mid-major versus, you know, bigger schools. And I and I I mean, granted, a lot of teams do like to pay for a win, <laughs> a.k.a. let's schedule Missouri State and FCS school for a win, you know. But, they did play, uh, oh, what was it? I think it was Oklahoma State in 2019. Got absolutely yeah. walloped. It was like 49 to zero. <laughs> well, but then that's why we love sports. No, it was Oklahoma. It, it hurts, by the way. It, it, it hurts my heart to say this, but 
the Appalachian State game versus Michigan when Michigan was ranked number five and Appalachian State won. Like, I didn't like it because I'm a Michigan fan. It's like, crap, okay, they're not going to make the championship game. But that's cool to see someone like that Appalachian State beat yeah, them. Yeah, I mean, right? it, and so that's what sports is about. It's almost like it's almost like if you do the super conferences, we won't get those anymore. Which, which is, is why they need to go independent, you know. If it's, yeah, and like SEC football is great, and they love it down there, and it's mm-hmm. great. I'll admit, but like, it's just gonna get boring if it's just that. It's just the SEC dominating football. Like, we want to see other teams too, you know. And college football, college basketball is better in terms of power, but college football is pretty mm-hmm. bad in terms of there's just so much power in some schools and football. It's just the same schools and just way better than others. And it's just, it's really hard to have a balance, you know, mm-hmm. like, it's, not, it's not that balanced. And that's, what's great about college basketball upsets happen a lot more. And especially in March madness, obviously there's way more. Yeah. And that's, you know, and you can't really do that in football, which, you know, mm-hmm. football, which kind of sucks, but yeah, it's, I don't know. It's, it's just, I don't like what they're doing with this Alliance thing. Um, BYU's still good though. They, they always get, you know, good, good opponents just cause, and in basketball too, it makes me jealous. You guys always get good matchups and Missouri <laughs> state plays like no one in the non-conference really ever. Well, it's just also like the name brand too. Like BYU. And it's, it's like it's how you travel. Name. Like everyone knows BYU and Ugh. there's a lot of members of, of the church that I go to around the country. And so we travel well, we spend money to travel and see them. Right. So I think BYU. at some point, I mean, I feel like we should just, Let's just play football. Let's not worry about conferences. Let's not worry about who we're playing. Just money. play some good football. Yeah, the money. Oh, stupid. now that I think about but, it, yeah, now that they can get paid, it's already. It was already just. Oh, we have more money, so we can. I mean, you we've seen locker room tours of like Alabama. It's like that's crazy. It's a dream. I if I if I lived there, I would be in luxury. Like if I just had a yeah. bed there, like what they have, and now <laughs> that like players can get paid. Which is an, we should talk about this in depth, maybe just for its own topic about uh, student athletes getting paid. But like yeah. these big uh, schools, the players, they're going to get so much money now. Yeah, maybe we can talk deals. about that on, on Monday because there is a lot of deals that are going and down or. My, yeah, my, stuff, personal, but... my personal thoughts on it, it. It's, I think that like I actually did a, a speech on this, but only because like it was the only topic that made sense for my speech. Um, mm-hmm. I'm still like to this day, like I see when I had to, re- when I researched it and I thought about my own personal opinion, I'm still like, I have reasons why I like it, reasons why I don't like it. And it's like, it's just so yeah. hard to, it's such a hard thing to navigate. Like student athletes getting paid because obviously they work very hard and the money that, you know, schools make so much money and they obviously just probably deserve some of that. But now, you know, schools don't have to pay and they can make it off their own, which is a good balance, but like, it's just, there's like, it comes back to the football. There's so much power and only like the, the big, big fishes are going to get brand deals. And then, you know, how many athletes there are all across, not even D1, but D2, D3, they're not going to get a single stint because they're not big names, but you know, they work just, you know, maybe just as hard. And so it, it just makes it so hard to like, and it, it, it kind of seems unfair in a sense, but I mean, I guess it's just a reality, but like I said, well, we could definitely have a good conversation about like student athletes getting paid, which uh, speaking of which, I mean, that could be you in a couple months. You never know. <laughs> well, we could talk about that. That happens, but <laughs> I think you're doing it for the money only. No, I'm just kidding. Oh yeah. Be a barstool athlete. If you get on the track team. 
<laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, I'm not a big college football guy, um, but I am a big kind of college sports guy, especially college basketball. And I, I think the way that so, college basketball runs their stuff, college football needs to adopt that because it's more it, fun, it's yeah, beneficial, and it works. It's the only reason why it's harder, though. It's because basketball, you know, they play 35 Yeah, games. well, it's Football, a lot easier, and there's only yeah. – yeah. It's Football, a lot easier to do. It's just hard because there's so many players on the football team, and then, you know, they only play once a week, you know. Yeah. So it just makes it way harder. But still, the power, I think, is just too too absurd, though. Like, it's – it's. I mean, I don't know really how you fix it in a sense. Like, there's really no way to, like, fix it because, you know – these SEC is getting a bunch of money and if college football is very popular, so the NCAA started to get a bunch of money and Hey, they like mm-hmm. their money. So why would they want to change it? <laughs> mm-hmm. So, I mean, it is what it is. College football is still going to be great. You know, uh, I'm, yeah, I am the, excited. You're, you're the college football I'm gonna fan. Go, yeah. I'm going to Vegas I, for the BYU versus Arizona game. Oh, so you're going to, my stepbrother was just there. I saw Nick. <laughs> he was just in yep. Vegas actually. Um, yeah. yeah, I think, like, Monday we could have a good talk about uh, student-athletes, honestly, and them getting, you know, being able to make uh, money off of their image. And then I think Friday mm-hmm. would be a good college football talk because it's yep. – before it starts. It's I coming. It's going to be uh, – like I said, you're more of the college football guy, so you'll take more of a, the lead on that. But it'll be uh, – For sure. We got, I think we got a good week planned out uh, after this uh, – podcasting so i'm excited if anything else happens while we're you know while we're taking uh our three-day break i mean i Um, I don't have anything else to say uh is there anything else you want to bring up any last thoughts not nothing else other than i'm glad to be back on the podcast you you sprained the ankle a little bit so you missed one game step in miss one game yeah miss one game but glad to be back. To be, to be fair, this. it was you would have been there on Monday if it wasn't for me. So, and I pushed it's it back true. to Tuesday. So you wouldn't have missed the game. That's uh, true. And then I had a, a family issue pop up. I, I did want to. I did want to but... bring uh, bring up uh, real quick though. I'm curious. Where do you have Devin Booker on your list of the best players in the NBA? Where would you rank him right now? I'd say he's top fifteen. Top fifteen. Yeah. Okay. I was just curious. <laughs> I know D book is yeah. your guy. He's, he's your favorite. He's my guy, but I'm realistic. He's top 15. It feels top good 15. to say Giannis is top two. It feels good to say that. Yeah. But <laughs> all right. I'm happy for this podcast. Um, and I'm excited to get back at it again on uh Monday. Yeah, I know. I'm super excited and uh also super excited for fantasy. Uh, we have our uh, set dates for the lottery and the draft, which hopefully will be covered on our friend who co-hosted Filled in for Madeline's uh, Tuesday, Sam. He hope you know, is going to be on his channel uh, and stuff. Uh, I already linked that and talked about it in the last episode, but make sure to check out. If you want to see more, Matt and I uh, will be part of that fantasy, uh, hopefully at least be part of that, uh, depending on. Uh, timing and all but we'll be part of that fantasy uh podcast we got going so make sure to check that out but yeah make sure to obviously the uh, no notes podcast this is our main podcast make sure mm-hmm. to check it out on spotify apple podcast and then if you want to watch it you could do youtube um and yeah so thank you uh guys for watching real quick just because it's the very end uh how did you uh 
you texted me it, but I want you to just give your thoughts on how Sam did as the sub. Ah, uh, yeah, Sam did great. Um, I got a little wrecked by him, um, but that's okay because <laughs> of my, uh, you know, setup for the. I mean, what's it called? your setup. The podcast, you came back but, with a comeback. This setup is is a plus right now. Well, I took it. I took it to heart, and uh, not gonna lie, had me in the first half a little upset, but okay. Because <laughs> guess what? I'm, I'm back. There's better than ever. Bigger and better things. <laughs> Try to improve. Listen to uh, what the crowd was saying, what the people were saying, and uh, hope we give them a better mostly experience. Myself, but yeah, the crowd mean being me. I did want to say, um, even though you were busy today, Matty B was not going to miss a, a second podcast in a row unless he had absolutely no, had to. I can't. He couldn't can't miss a second. Viewers. He didn't want. Do he didn't want another Sam Cook sub in. He no, was, I can't do done, it. He was done with him after one. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> all right well yeah so thank you guys for watching hope you enjoy episode six i was you guys i was at seven but yeah episode six see ya <laughs>